Hello and welcome to this teaser for The Outskirts of Faith, a podcast for everyone. Each week you can join me and a variety of awesome guests as we discuss their stories of faith, lower some barriers, splat the gnat and even throw in a quick game show. Here's a taster of just some of what's coming up. I'm in this locked psychiatric ward with a whole bunch of other people, a sort of shambling wrecks of of humanity, you know, some of the other people who are really struggling. And if you'd talk to me about God then, God was just a word with three letters. It was like, it just didn't mean anything. I was having a kind of spiritual crisis. I, my parents had been Christians. We'd grown up in this very religious home. But now I was in this world of science and did God mean anything? And so I can remember several months of agony, really, of trying to think and wrestle and try to pray, you know, God, if you're real, show yourself to me. I remember somebody told me that. They said, you know, if you're really serious about this, you should go away and just ask to God to show himself to you Mm. and keep on asking God to show himself to you until he does. We probably asked ourselves those same questions, you know, how does this fit with my image of God when it's three o'clock in the morning and your son's you know, 10 seizures into what's going to turn out to be a 14-seizure night when most people will call an ambulance after the first one and they aren't stopping and you've administered the emergency medication and you're thinking, blimey, what happens next? Yeah. You know, I, I had some pretty harsh words to say to God, you know, some challenges that I threw down and in the midst of that, it, it often didn't feel answered. Sometimes it's a bit easier to look at it with hindsight when you've all survived and whether that's days, weeks, months, or even years later. But at the time, it's really, it's really tough. There was something inside of me, a piece inside, uh, P-E-A-C-E, peace. There was a piece inside of me that hadn't been there before. And what I noticed is whenever I would try to start talking to Jesus or trying to get to know him better, it was like I could feel that. That just grew bigger and bigger. And so to me... I just felt like this is right. I could feel that he was there. It sounds strange, but, you know, it's almost like if you go into a house and you're not sure if anybody's home, but you kind of can sense that someone's in the house somewhere. You know they're there. You might right. not even be able to see them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like that. But, I couldn't but, see but him. Peaceful. But this was peaceful. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, I sense his presence with me, which is always peace because he's a God of peace. So I knew that his presence was there. The fact that I couldn't see him almost didn't matter to me because I could imagine. And he, he's our creator. He loves us to be creative. And so in my mind's eye, you know, I was imagining Jesus sitting in front of me. And that's who I was talking to as opposed to a blank chair. I'm like, I literally pictured him sitting there. And when we're running, I pictured him and he had his hair back in a ponytail and and he had a sweatshirt on that said, I love Baker. You know, my surname's <laughs> Baker. I love Jim Baker. And so I'm like, well, that's how I'm going to picture him, yeah. you know? And that drew me closer to that relationship and got to know him a bit better that way. I see that some of the issues that made me feel on the outskirts were down to me. I think it's easy to choose to feel on the outskirts, to Mm. see things and assume that you're not welcome, to see a group of people like getting on really well or going for lunch and being like, well, why aren't I included and feel really, really low about that. But then also I can see that some of those things are just things that we get wrong and things that as a church and as a church community and as individuals, we could do better. Now time for Splat! The gnat. Yes, it's now time to splat the gnat. So with so much going on in the world and people carry 
a lot in our everyday lives, so things that we don't even know about, things mm-hmm. they don't talk about, things that they see, things that we hear about. And the whole point of this is that it just often doesn't go away. And you can flap your hand, but it just keeps coming back. You try to push it away, just like a gnat, it keeps coming back. Right. But the whole point is that we can splat that gnat, we can hand it up to God, and that doesn't mean he's taken it and, he's, and it's mm. gone away, but what it means is that it's nice knowing that we've got a bit of support there and we can work with God together dealing mm. with that and it will help us with our day. Yeah. So, with that in mind, if you could splat any gnat, what would that gnat be? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's a tricky one because I, I don't want to sound too negative. I mean, because the, the, the instant thing that comes into my head, it's too... I mean, I've sounded like... A, I, I like to think I've come across as a nice person. Well, you are a nice half, person. Half an hour. But I mean, the now I really want to just say is when I'm picking up my kids from school is the parents who park on the curb and on the double yellow lines. And, you know, I'm walking down the street with my daughter and a car suddenly crashes onto the pavement and then the hazards go on and they go off and pick up the kid. I want to splat that now. I want to just go, again, just look out. But it goes back to the openness and just be nice. Look out for people, you know, consider, be considerate, all that sort of stuff. There are people right now going, yes, Paul, oh. yes. I, I mean, if it's, a minor, it's a minor, but the thing is, it's a minor thing. But that same thing about, oh, well, this is my territory. This is my turf. I don't care about other people. I don't, dial it up and you get those territorial warring nations. I'm not saying that the, parents who are parking illegally at the kids' school is the same as Russian aggression, blah, blah, blah. I'm not saying that. But we have a human nature thing that, you know, I've done things in my past where I've I've had that selfish attitude to things and go, no, I know best and I'm protecting me here, number one. And I think we see it on a lot of these reality shows and things, you know, everything from The Apprentice to... Um, the, I, was, I was hooked on the traitors. Have you seen the traitors? I haven't. No. Oh, oh, I love the traitors. But some of the attitudes on it, you just go, oh no, that's just that's, there's the best of mankind on there, but there's there's also the worst of humanity on there as well. But being considerate, openness, outward looking, encouraging. I was thinking about this the, the other day. Selfless is a thing we cannot be because we try, but we'll never be ultimately selfless. But we can be. You get this right. We can't be selfless, but we can be less self. Mm. I don't know what that means, but it sounds good. It sounds really it good. Sounds Have good. you got a t-shirt made for that? I've yet? got a poster. Okay, the date is... <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, think less of ourselves and more of others, and that will help us to become selfless as we become less self. What does it mean? I really don't have a clue. That's right. Every week, what we actually do is we try to address some words that might pop up in people's conversation, or it may be a barrier that will stop people having a conversation because they may feel like, you know, I could go to church, but I don't know all that terminology. I don't know all that church stuff, you know. So I never even get to experience it like the community of church because they won't even take that step in. Or it may be a barrier to stop a conversation with a friend down the road who might have that because they think they can't have that chat. So each week we take a word. So Glenn, could you just explain, now you hear this word quite a lot and you hear people say it and you kind of go, yeah, 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 go along with that. Anointing. Anointing. I mean, <laughs> I I've, I don't think I've ever used that. Uh, I don't think I've ever gone home as like a higher son, higher daughter, you know, today I'm going to do some anointing. We can do some anointing. What does that word mean? Please, Glenn, explain. So the queen, when she was crowned, was not simply that a crown was placed on her head, but that oil was sort of drizzled on her head. She was anointed. And that's literally what the word anointing 
means. Oil is put onto sometimes various pieces of furniture are anointed in the temple in the Bible, but more commonly, people are anointed. Prophets are anointed, priests are anointed, and kings are anointed. And it's the pouring of oil onto someone's head. And in in the Bible, an anointing always happens with oil. And you can even get that in the English word ointment. Ointment is an oily kind of a thing. And anointing is basically getting oily. Okay, question number three. What should we seek first? It's not a pair of shoes, is it? No, it's not a no, pair of shoes, no, Kathy okay, Madavan. I'm just checking it's... because, you know, that's a thing. Um, no, I believe the verse that you're looking for is seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and these other things, which may or may not be shoes, will be added to you. Is that right? I've actually got here, seek first the kingdom of shoe. <laughs> I So you're wrong. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, you're, ab- you're absolutely spot on. First of all, I love that you're talk about shoes because uh, you even mentioned this in your book. I know, it's a bit embarrassing. It's awkward. He's like, just coming in with that. But it's true. Actually, I, I don't even need to read it because you quoted and I, it. I, do you know what? That's a really great verse because I think we seek significance. We seek success. We seek influence. We seek wealth. We seek beauty. We seek all kinds of things thinking that they will give us fulfillment, that they will give us a sense of identity, that they will give us a sense of purpose. And actually what this verse is challenging us is, well, what if you seek first the kingdom of God? What does the kingdom of God look like? Kingdom of God looks like caring for the poor. It looks like listening and loving our neighbour. It looks like, you know, being compassionate. It looks like being generous. It looks like, you know, praying and serving the people around us. So if you seek first the kingdom of God, this other stuff will take care of itself. Yeah, There's There's other stuff, maybe our perspective on it will change. Maybe this stuff doesn't, you know, isn't so important. Maybe actually that isn't the stuff that's going to make us feel fabulous. I do hope you'll join us. We also have our resources website, outskirtsoffaith.com. So subscribe to the podcast, connect on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok and join me, Elliot, on the Outskirts of Faith every Friday from December the 1st. God bless.